0: And welcome to the latest Record Rangers podcast. I'm Johnny McFarlane and today I'm joined by my usual partner in crime, Scott McDermott, and a very special guest in former Rangers midfielder and Scotland international, Charlie Adam. On the pod today, we'll look at Yanis Hadji's move to Ibrox, the latest transfer links and touch on Charlie's career in light blue. But before we get started, Charlie, welcome to the podcast first and foremost. How are you getting on in lockdown? Yeah, good, thanks. Back to back to work really now so it's
1: um, yeah we're back training so well the, the eight weeks have been good being able to spend on but now it's, um, it's back to the to the work and um, hopefully we can get our season finished. Cracking
0: Charlie right we're going to move straight into the breaking news and that is that Yanis Hadji the Romanian international has indeed finalized his transfer to Rangers for a, roughly between three and four million pounds uh, that will depend on add-ons of course depending on how he does for the Ibrox men. Scott, you have been a very big advocate for his quality since he arrived. You basically clapped your eyes on him and said, I am having this chap. You must be delighted to see that Rangers have actually made this happen and finalised the deal. And at a price you'd have to say looks like a cracking investment with a real potential for a big, big, in terms of the finances when they come to sell a guy with that level of talent?
2: I think it's a fair price. Johnny, if it is 3 million, which has been talked about, um, for a guy of his age, um, in terms of his sell-on value, and certainly from what I've seen of him, uh, I think £3 million would be a great of business for Rangers uh, going forward. You're right, I mean, I've been a fan since he arrived. Um, I like the fact that for a young guy... He takes responsibility in the pitch. I think he's got a great mentality. There was a couple of games for Ranger. I think it was Hibs and certainly the Braga home game that everyone remembers where you know, when Rangers were up against it, had you, you know grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck and went and influenced it, uh, had a real positive impact on it, uh, either with, a, with an assist or with goals. Um, even in the Braga away game, it was him Remember that you know, after he'd stepped up to take the penalty, which, albeit it was missed, he then produced uh, the killer pass for Ryan Kent's goal uh, over in Portugal, which took Rangers through. So I've been really impressed with him. Uh, I see some Rangers fans on social media you know, maybe not too happy with it, you know, wondering whether that kind of money should be spent on him. But I think for a guy that, that influences games like he can, uh, and I'm sh- I hope Charlie will agree um, because he was one of those players as well. I think those players are hard to come by, um, and to get one and Hadji for that kind of price, I think would be great business for Rangers.
0: Charlie, what do well, you make of him so far?
1: Well, he, listen, he's shown glimpses that he can produce in the big stage. He's he's got a talent. He's obviously got the 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 fame from his dad and the. Uh, you know, he's always got that in the background. But as a young kid coming through and showing the talent he did in the games and in the small time that he's been there, you know, three million pounds looks like a snippet compared to, you know, he spent seven six, seven million on Kent. Yeah. You know, who probably not hit the form he did as when he did when he first come. But, you know, as another asset, a big asset to Rangers football club. And now, you know, they you know, they're starting to get you could see both sides of the old firm, Rangers now especially are buying these younger players and at three, four million pounds and hoping to go and sell them for your ten, twelve, fifteen million. And that's and that's the the the, the way that the, the clubs in Scotland have to do it. You have to be able to bring young players in from abroad. You get them cheap, and you have to go and then hopefully they kick on. They've got a great stage at Rangers, playing in front of fifty thousand every week. If you've got an opportunity and you can handle that, you know you can play anywhere if you if you can handle the crowd. At, uh, Rangers It's a demanding crowd. It's you got to win every week, but I think the kid's got that little bit of talent, that little bit of special nouse that you have when it's you know when you're away at Hamilton, when you're away at Motherwell, where you know teams are going to sit in a little bit, and you've got to try and see somebody that can break the you know open the door for other players. I think he's got that, and that's that's the, the little bit that Rangers have been missing over the last you know couple of couple of years. And, and um, no, I think it's a good piece of business for £3 million.
0: Yeah, you mentioned that it's a, it's a tough crowd, Charlie, uh, especially for a, a 21-year-old. You I mean, you had that yourself as a young player, a creative player where, listen, it's not like you're uh, playing square balls all the time. You're trying different things, difficult things to break teams down. Is that especially yeah. difficult for a player in that position where you're a number 10 and you're expected to be the spark?
1: You've got to be. You, you have to, you know, the, that number 10 position, you've got to be able to spot the killer path. You got to see things two or three steps above that ahead of everybody else and you know, he's he's got that little bit of you know, touch of quality about him. Um twenty one years of age, you know, three million pounds in, in the grand scheme things it's, you know, still a lot of money for a club of Rangers, but it's um they're, they're signing potential and, and, you know, they feel that he's he's well worth the money and um hopefully when they get back playing he he is um he's he's well worth the money because you know, it's um, it's going to be a huge season for Rangers next year as a as a as a whole. He's he's
2: also hungry as well, Johnny. I mean, that's the thing that stuck out about Hadji for me is you know, he came into a new club, a new environment. Uh, he was only a lone player obviously last season, but you know, the hunger that he showed to get on the ball and make things happen for Rangers, and you no, know, he, he is a technical player, but but he's got desire. You know, he, he's not afraid to put his foot in. Um, well, people talk about bravery, you know, as a as a physical thing. Charlie will tell you bravery is about getting on the ball in tight situations and ma- making
1: things happen. Especially, yeah, You can do that. You know, him yeah. and Kent are the ones where, you know, they they'll go and get it. They roam. They want to go and play, and they, you know, they've got the you know, they've got the bravery to go and accept it in tight areas. When there's people around them, they still want it. You know, and if they do, you know. Even with Kent now, he's still a young lad. But if somebody he goes at somebody and he loses it, he'll keep going at it and he'll keep yep. doing that. And that's the sign of a good player that you know he doesn't go and hide. And I think Hadji's got that as well. That you know, if he does make a mistake, you know, he shrugs it off and he'll get get on it again. And he and he'll show he'll, he'll get bums off seats. And that's that's the exciting thing about him as well.
0: Yeah, definitely that kind of player, Charlie. I mean, you had that creative spark as well, but. Now it seems like uh, in terms of Scottish youngsters coming through, we don't really bring that kind of uh, number 10 style player in the same level that we used to or to the same the same volume of those type of players as we used to. And you have to go out and, if you're a club like Rangers, uh, source them from abroad. Is that, what do you think the reason for that is that we don't produce as many perhaps creative players? Our players tend to be low-lying midfielders or or defenders, full-backs. What... what do
1: you agree with that? I do, I do, um, to a certain extent. You know, we we don't have a, you, you know, we don't have a, a a proper Raheem Sterling, or we don't have somebody that's going. You know, we our, our our best players are sort of, you know, you look at your your John McGinn's and you know, nice tidy players, ones that want to go and run, you know, go on and graft, and we don't have that. You know, that special talent where somebody, you know, with that proper match winner that, you know, is different from anybody else in Scotland. And we've not produced it for a long time, you know. You know, look at her now, is that our best players are now in, in central midfield. You know, young Billy Gilmore now coming through as well. Yeah. He's, he's a nice, tight footballer, not a, you know, a number 10. He's a he's, a, he's one that will get on the ball, dictate the play and, and, you know, show a bit of confidence and, you know, step up to the mark. So, it's um I don't know why it's not happened for us recently, um but you know we are still producing players which is good and and hopefully we can continue that. But you know let's say when you when you're a club like Rangers you have to to go and scout you know the best in Europe the best young ones coming out there you know the clubs that have got experience in in Belgium or France or Italy or something like that. And um, you know Ross Wilson's got a good pedigree he's done a, he's got a, um you know done a great job since leaving Falkirk and to go into Huddersfield and Southampton and, you know, obviously coming into Rangers now. Um, so, no, he's he's one that can, can spot a player. He You know, he brought some good players into Southampton and, um, yeah, it's, you know, this Hadji one looks looks a good one and, and we'll see where they come over the summer, what else they, they bring in. I, I think before Billy Gilmer, Charlie, John Fleck
2: was probably the last boy he came through at Rangers, who was a bit like that. No, he came to yeah. the kind of housing scheme, of that kind of gallus nature mm-hmm. about him. Yeah. He, and the first team early, I
1: mean, do you remember when he came through? I know, Flecky, like? I, obviously, I know Flicky coming through because he was in the same age group as my brother. Right. You know, good friends, they understood it, and I always felt that Flicky would go to the top. Yeah. I, I felt that he was, just, he had that something about him, that that scheme mentality where yeah. he's just different from any other kid and I just think that he went listen, when you when you grow up in Rangers, you're Rangers fan and the pressure there there's a big pressure on young kids coming through and I just yeah. don't think that he probably had handled the pressure as well as yeah. he, as he probably thought he could have because of maybe outside influences as well. I don't know yeah. they, you know he he's got a good Upbringing ways, you know, his uncle and that live, bring him well, and yeah. sort of his uncle Robert Fleck as well, you know. Everybody yeah. talking about his uncle all the time, but you know he's got a good mum and dad, that, you know, know them. They, they try to bring him as well as he can. But sometimes leaving the goal, you know, opens up somebody else's career, and he had to come and he went to Coventry and done really well, and then obviously that moved to Sheffield United, and he's just blossomed. And I think, yeah. you, know, you know, if I'm if I'm anybody in the Premier League and I'm looking. You know, I would be definitely one that would look to take him in the summer if I could. You know, if you're a West Ham or yeah. something like that, because he's a, he's, he's a talented player, and I've always liked him since he was a young kid. He burst onto the scene, and um, now he's just found a, a a comfort in his life where he's happy and he's playing well, and he's um yeah, he's a wonderful talent, and you know, it's been a long time since the Rangers have produced that yeah. talent,
0: you know. One other player that uh, came into Ibrox in January alongside Hadji was Florian Camberry. No decision made yet on him, Scott. Is that something you expect in the in the weeks ahead? And, and if so, do you think they will look to keep him at Ibrox? I'm not sure on that one,
2: Johnny. Um, no, he showed flashes coming off the bench of what he could do, there was obviously one game at St. Johnson where they came on and had a major impact, uh, getting Rangers back in the back in the game up at McDermott Park. But did he really show Steven Gerrard enough in that short spell um, to you know, turn a, a contract at Rangers? I'm not sure. My, my gut would be probably not, uh, and I think Rangers. Will, I think Rangers will maybe be looking for that type of player up front, but I'm not sure it'll be Camberry. now that Gerrard and Ross Wilson of this time during lockdown to do some you know, proper analysis, proper scouting, looking at different players. Um, I would be surprised if they go for him. Now, I, I would expect him to look elsewhere in that
1: department. I'm, I'm similar. I think Dykes at uh, Livingston would be one that would, would interest them. Yeah. Um, that type of player. Uh,
0: What's that about Dykes that you like, Charlie?
1: He's just, he's, he's an all-rounder really, isn't he? You know, he's, he's different. I, I think the problem for Camberry was he, he said too much too soon. He shot yeah. himself on the foot too early by saying, you know, this is the club I wanted to play for. <laughs> just get yourself in the door and start scoring goals first before, yeah. you know, you say anything. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, because you've always got to think, remember he's on loan, he's not permanent. I know he wants to go to Rangers and, you know, listen, we'd all love to be playing for Rangers. But you have to go and show why that, and then you know, then that decision will be made for you. You've got to go and play as well as you can. But to say it before you've even kicked the ball, it was—I felt it was a strange decision. But listen, he's—he's he done well. He's done well at Hibs. Um, they won't take him back. It'd be very difficult to, see him yeah. to go back to Hibs because you know, with their fans there, they will be on him. But um, i, I would be very surprised to see Rangers go for him. I would like to see. They probably like to say, you know. Dykes might be one or something similar to that. It's you know a, somebody abroad or maybe in England. But um, listen, Ross Wilson and, and obviously the manager will be. I've used this last eight weeks to. I know I know personally that Ross is is being shot on the scouting out and getting the right people in and you know watching videos of players and relentless and trying to get because this is a massive massive summer for Rangers Football Club as a whole on and off the pitch. What, Charlie, what,
2: what one, of the, one of the names that's been mentioned and it's probably wishful thinking for Rangers fans has been James Milner at, at Liverpool. You know, and fans are obviously maybe thinking that, that Gerrard can have an influence there and somehow somehow get him to Ibrox or get that calibre of play. I mean, I think... Personally, for Rangers, in terms of what they need, Milner would be an absolute dream for them. But I mean, I I don't do you think, think there's any happen? any I chance? That's,
1: no, no chance. He's, no. he's he, he he's he's in that. Lallana might be one for them. Lallana yeah. might be one that wants to come and play, and he might be the you know the as you call it the the golden golden signing. He yeah. might be the one. But it's where he would play. You know, when you when you bring Hadji in. Yeah. Three million, and you know, but Mellaner's definitely won't be be at Rangers for next season. You know, he'll be a he'll be a Liverpool player. He sets the tone for that dressing room, the club. Yeah. How he plays, and he played a lot of games last year. Lalana's not really played as much through injury. Yeah. Out of contract, so yeah, I would like to. I listen can can Rangers attract Adam Lalana? Absolutely. Uh, him, you know. But yeah, it's um Lalana might think he wants to stay in the Premier League. But um, no, I, I don't think the Milner one would happen.
0: No. How, how, how attractive is Rangers now for, for Premier League players, Charlie? Especially those coming to the end of their career who perhaps have had ten years at the top flight against the very, very best I, they can I, I compete think, against. I think.
1: You, I think. You've, you, I think. I think you. You, you know. You, I think have got to be that a bit disrespectful. How attractive is Rangers? Is a, is, is a big global club club as there is in the world? You know, and these. You know, you can't just go to Rangers because you're an older player and you think it's going to be easy. It's no, you have to go there. You have to be the best player. You've got to apply yourself. You've got to be dedicated because it's tough. It is tough. But, um, you know, say Stephen when he first went in, he, he, fit, he brought the right ones in. He brought Jermaine Defoe in because he knew that he was the right character. He knew what he was getting with him. Then he brought Dave Owen, uh, Steve Davis. So he knew that they, these were the type of players that he wanted in his restroom and they could handle that. So... You know, Rangers are still a massive attraction for for all players, no matter what age you are. Everybody would love to have the opportunity to play for Rangers again and or or go to Rangers. It's just, you know, it's it's only a select few that get that opportunity.
0: Yeah, Scott, it's it's having that opportunity, I suppose, to come up and win silverware as well as playing for one of the most famous clubs in world football. Yeah, you need
2: to have the right mentality, Johnny. I mean. Charlie's right if you think you know, coming up here is easy. I don't think coming to Scottish football in general is easy for a lot of guys down south that maybe think that way, but especially if you're going to the old firm where there's that pressure and that intensity and you know, that need to win every single week. I don't think a lot of players in England have experienced that before. Um, and I think it's a totally different dynamic. I think you've, you've heard people at like Jermaine Defoe, who's been there and done it, in England and elsewhere, um and even he's you no know, can feel the difference of what it means to play for Rangers. So I agree with Charlie. I mean, I don't think no, I don't think we should just be targeting players that are coming to the end of their career. I think that's a kinda of dangerous road to go down. But if Stephen Gerrard you no know, can somehow use his influence um and you no know, the character that he is and what he done in his career, if he can get players of the kind of calibre that we're talking about. Rangers, then it could be massive for them next season because we all know how big how big next season is going to be
0: now given the circumstances. Yeah, well with that in mind, and as Charlie has said Ross Wilson is out there having a look at players, and two names that have been mentioned today from reports in the Belgian media are Sadio Berahino, 26-year-old, um obviously made his way in England. Incredible start to his career. Looked like he was going to be an England International and has had some difficulties. But he's now back in the Belgian top flight uh, with Zolti Wargem. I hope i pronounced that correctly. Probably not. But he's played 22 times, scored eight goals with three assists. And the other name is Manuel Benson, who's a sort of tricky 23-year-old Belgian winger at Antwerp. Can play on the right or the left uh, very, very quick. Uh, former Genk player, I think, left there last year for for about £3 million. Clearly Gerard looking to uh, bolster his attacking options there, Charlie. Now, you played with uh, Yeah. Could he be a guy that could add something to Rangers if they get him in the right frame of mind?
1: No, I don't think it would work. I don't think it's the answer. Uh, I, might be, I might be wrong. I've, I've obviously seen he score a few goals in, in Belgian football. but Listen, there's Belgian football... You know, um, level of of where we, we we think it is probably not. Um, but I'm only going by what I I seen of um, when I was at Stoke. I'd be surprised to see Rangers go for that type of player. Um, I know he's muted that he wants to come back to to England, but um, I, I don't think that one would would work. Is that where where else do they go? Because he's if he comes in, where does he play? You know, Morelis is the main man. Defoe's number is, is behind him at the moment. I, I just, I, I wouldn't, I, I don't think I would see that one happening, but, um, you know, the Rangers are going to be linked with a number of players, and, and the other like Benson as well. You know, he's one similar to, to on, the, on the wing of Kent, or, uh, you know, Hadji can play on the wing as well. Obviously, Ojo's gone, gone back a little bit, so, gone back to his club. So, it's um Listen, they're going to be linked with a number of names, but uh, they too probably I don't see happening. But, you know, Ross will Russell have a few players up his sleeve and and they'll be trying to work on deals um, quite quickly because, you know, it will come round soon that the pre-season will be starting again. The league will be ready to go. It's, in, it's interesting, Johnny, that
2: you know, these players, uh, that they'll be linked with, are in Belgium, obviously, after they're getting Hadji. I just wonder if that's a market that, that Ross Wilson is now... Looking at it, would strike me as a as an affordable market. Um, you look at no, you look at somebody like Wanyama, who went to Celtic, who came from Belgium for like five hundred, six hundred
1: grand, and the profit they made. There's a lot of seven. good players come out of Belgium, you Yeah, know, they, they, they get games early in their career. have they, they yep. a number again, like you say, Wanyama, and you know people like that. They, they you get what I say you get players cheap cheaper than yep. what you will have to come if you wanted to come to play for Eng- in England so it's um it's a market that rangers will know um and if you can get a few players out of there then great you know if you want to try and bring a player at a championship now it's five six seven yeah. eight million pounds it's too much for rangers yep. and um so you have to look at a, a, a forward market where you can get the players and a little bit of add-ons and you know look to see if you can then produce that talent like a Haji who can you know, Rangers are, are delighted to probably get it over the line for three million. And, and if he goes and produces the the, the the numbers that he they think he can, then you know you're talking about a 10, 12 million pound player.
2: In, in terms of Berahino, you know, Johnny, I mean, uh, I tend to agree with Charlie. I don't think that will get off the ground. I mean, I think with him, he did show a lot of potential as a as a young player. But I mean, I, Charlie will correct me, but I'm sure i listened to. Glenn Johnson fairly recently uh, yeah. on TalkSport talking about Berahino and he certainly wasn't very complimentary about his attitude and his kind of work ethic and stuff. And for Rangers getting into this season, no, what's at state?
1: They can't carry that. any prisoners. They can't no. carry anybody next season. You know, every player has to, to go and earn that right to be a Rangers yeah. player next season. Ten in a row is is, is, a, is it's, it's a massive thing for them. I was saying to Scott earlier today that you know, there's no way they can allow it to happen, and they've got to try and have no distractions off the pitch. You yeah. Know, somebody turning up late for training, or, you know, no coming back international from international football on time for, for the next game, or, yeah. you know, disappearing for two days because something else has gone on. They need everybody focused, ready bang to, it, it. To, to bang yeah. at it and be ready to win, win that league title.
0: Certainly, I think the way Rangers have done their business uh, around Philip Hellander would suggest that they have rabbits in the hat, as you've said, Charlie. Uh, in, in terms of looking at that team, the first 11 looks really, really solid. And we've seen in a one-off game, Rangers are more than a match for Celtic and more than a match for opponents in the Europa League. Is there any one position, though, that you would look at and say, that's the area that Gerard might want to tweak or might want to bring in some additions to, to give them a wee bit more strength? Um, listen, Rangers. I, 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 think, I think if I'm
1: looking better, I think Rangers will be looking at every position. Um, if they think they can get players that are in better than any position they've got, then I think they'll have they'll look at it. Because, like you said, every year he fe- feels that he needs to get players in that are better than what he has, and that's and that what that shows to me is a manager that's demanding. He wants to win, and these players can't rest on on what they've achieved. You know people like your Taverniers or Goals in that have been there a few years now. It's important that, you know, if Stephen thinks that he can bring somebody in that's better than what he's got in each position, he will do it. There's no, there's no ifs and buts, but it's finding these players for the right money um, and, you know, understanding what it means to be a Rangers football player. I said, Charlie, I said on this uh, last season that the Rangers
2: did not win the league. Uh, as they haven't done then this season, Stephen Gerrard would probably feel pressure that he might never have faced in his, in his life before, despite the, the career that he had done south. No, with this ten I and mean, a row, I, row thing. Do, I, do you I, agree
1: with that? I, I think no, no. I think this pressure. You know, it was two years ago that the pressure began. You know, Rangers, yeah. being a Rangers player, being a Rangers manager. Sorry, um, walking in the door. You know, is is massive and and. You know, he'll he'll understand what it means. He he understands what it means. He's he's played at the top level. Um, and maybe when he was playing it was a little bit easier to, to go and produce the magic that he had that yeah. he can win a game like that. as a manager you're relying on your players when they go over that white line, yeah. you're relying that they've took everything that you said you could coach them, you can harry them, you can show them all the videos in the world, but as soon as they walk over that white line, it's up to them now and it's yeah. it's them on the day that they have to produce for you and if they don't then then you don't win trophies and um, and that's the so I don't think that this pressure next season is any more than it has been for the last two years I just think heal, demand and and be ready that come come whenever the season starts that these lads are right at it and they don't slip up and and they've probably in the last eight, nine weeks, you know, as a manager and a group of coaching staff, they'll be soul searching, thinking, right, why for the last two seasons have we have we dropped off after this, yeah. international, after this winter break? Is there a reason? Is it the coaching? Is it what Have we ever took a foot off the gas? Have the lads done it? So they'll be thinking, and, and I, 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 but I believe they'll have the answers open for next season. Yeah. You speak to him, obviously, quite regularly. I mean, a few people
2: questioned after two years without a trophy whether he might. No, I'll be thinking about heading back down south, but when you speak to him, do you get that sense to him that there's still that drive and oh, desire there?
1: Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. He loves it. He loves being a Rangers manager. And you know, he the, the, the thing about him being on the road is because his family are there, his guys, kids and yeah. wife, and you know, but he is adamant to, to be successful, and that's what he was as a player. And you know, it's not like he's he skips training to. To go back to normal. he's there. Yeah. He's dedicated. He, he wants to learn he, he wants to be the best. He knew that at the time. We keep going back to it. he would make mistakes on the job. You know, I I don't speak to him about the job. I just speak to him as a, as a as an ex teammate and talk yeah. about things, kids and things like that. But he could I could know that he'll know that he's made mistakes. But he's learned. He, he'll learn from each mistake he makes. Um, but he's a no. Nah, he's. I, adamant and, and dedicated to, to the Rangers job, and he's desperate to, to win silverware um, because he, you know, he knows um, that what it means to, to be a Rangers manager.
0: A lot of people, Charlie, have been watching the Last Dance documentary about Michael Jordan and marveling yeah. at his mental strength and the sheer <laughs> ferocity and will to win of the man. And uh-huh. I was listening to John Terry talking about Stephen Gerrard and Frank Lampard and training and how they. Mm-hmm drove him in a similar way. The way he was describing it was very, very similar to what we've seen in the, the Last Dance documentary. I just wondered what that first day for you was like at Liverpool, being around a guy with those level of standards. Now, I know you'd been at a huge club already and and you, yeah. you already had high standards to get to a level that you did. But, but, but how intense and driven is he?
1: Um, well, if, we, if you go on as, as, a, as a captain, as a leader, he wasn't he was never a shouter or... You know, Carragher or Carr was the one that would, you know, demand off the players, but Stevie you knew that Stevie had that, you know, that moment in the game where the top players about Scott, you'll have seen it yeah. over the years in the old from the top players, they know there's that one bit of magic in the game and you could rely on them to produce it and he can produce it. Um you see listen, done it for a number of years in his career and and that's what you know, that's what I took from him, how driven he was, how self mind disciplined that he was that he was, he wanted to be the best player, and he always would. And he was, he was a phenomenal player. And unfortunately for me, I never really got to play as, as much together with him um, because of, he had a, a groin injury at the time when I was there. And you know, but at times you could see the things he can do. See why he played at the top for so long. And you know, it was a priv- privilege to, to share a dressing room with him. Do
0: you, do you think that link up with Gary McAllister will be a, a good fit for the players in terms of the yin and yang of what they both bring? Yeah, definitely.
1: The two of them played at the, at the highest level. Um, I think he's got a nice blend of his coaching staff. Obviously, him and Gary played at the highest level. Tom Colshaw's done a lot of coaching at the, the age group. Michael Beale is very well respected in the game. Has a you know a number of jobs. Um, I hear you know the the coaching that he gives is, is tremendous. Uh, um, and you know, his he he loves to coach, and Stephen likes to stand back and watch and view everything, and, and have his opinion and, and have his say and, and things like that. So it's um, not it's it's, it's, a, it's a mixture of 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 everything. And um, you know, when you let's say, it, 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 no matter playing for Rangers, but the name of of Stephen Gerrard will produce players and, and bring them along um, as well because of of who he is. And um, yeah, it's you know a, a real privilege and an honour for these players to, to be beside him and and trying to, to achieve something that that will be special for next year I, if it's possible.
2: I think it's easy to forget, Johnny, that you no know, Gerard's only been two years a manager. Because it's at Rangers and because you no know, he's under the uh, he's in the spotlight all the time, you just look at him now as like a kind of seasoned manager when he's only yeah, he's, he's you a do. young coach. Two, and if two you years. Look at
1: him if you look at him compared to, to Neil Lennon Who's got a number of years on him, experience? Yeah. You know, Derek McInnes, um, Tommy Wright. Um, you know, these lads, you know, apart from 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 Neil Lennon, these lads never put, ne- Neil Lennon probably never put the same level as Steven Gerrard did. Like he never. put as a, a management experience, you know, they're far greater than that. So he's got to learn quicker every day and every yeah. scenario more than what they are. And, and um, it's, it's a fantastic uh, battle for him and. For him to, on a mental length uh, wavelength, to, to channel that and to be in the best manager he can, and, and, and let's say being there for a number of years, because Rangers have progressed since, since he walked in the door. The standards have lifted. The, yeah, you know, you see it from from the, the from what they're trying to achieve off the pitch as well, at the training ground and the stadium and what they've built and what they've done, and that becomes that's what the top players demand. They demand the top standards, and let's say the only thing that's missing is that. That trophy. And listen, that's, that's the B. N. O. And I've been a Rangers manager up there. You got to win trophies.
0: How important is that, Stephen Gerrard? Mental strength going to be next season, Scott? Because we know from the last time a club went for ten in a row, just how intense this could potentially get for them next season.
2: Oh, it's going to be intense, Johnny. There's no doubt about that. Um I mean, it's. I'm just trying to think about the start of next season and how strange it's going to be if. Well, if I yeah. Think a season of this magnitude was to kick off with games behind closed doors. I mean, it would be really, really bizarre um, when you think about what's at stake next season for Rangers and Celtic. But of course, the pressure and the intensity, I think, is going to be at an all-time high, and that's why we're talking about his, his recruitment and how vital it's going to be. Because, as Charlie says, you can't. Rangers can't afford any passengers next year. They need guy whoever comes in. Have to be proven, um, no, have to have experience, have to be ready to hit the ground running. Um yep. and there's got to be a together a real I'm not saying there's no togetherness about that squad just now, but when you listen to some of the guys talk for the the Celtic team in, in ninety eight that, that did stop the, the ten, no, Jansen was a relative unknown as a coach, but what he did do was foster No, a brilliant spirit among that squad. Those Celtic guys that you speak to now, Simon Donnelly, Craig Burley, Jackie McNamara, people like that that were there. No, they talk about that real bond that they had and that, I think that carried them through that season.
1: I'm going and I'm jumping, probably jumping the gun. It wouldn't surprise me if if he's been on the phone to Walter already and saying to Walter, listen, you know, can you pass on what's what was your experiences of this and what do you expect? You know, he might yep. these type of players, Graham Souness, people like that. He might just be having a little text here and there and just channeling it in because <laughs> it, it, it's what it It is what it is. You know, yeah. Um, there's no how you can get away from it. They won't. He won't be. Won't be shying away from it. And you know, these these are the things that you'll be using. He will definitely be using these type of people that have been in this experience before, this pressure and understanding what it will and what you can do. Um, and 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 let's say it'll be it'll be it'll be good to see when it happens how the season starts
2: I I think one of of the things that Walter would say to him Charlie is just as you said don't have any distractions because when Rangers when Rangers didn't get the 10 in a row there were distractions because yeah because Loudrop left Loudrop left Walter and Gascoigne leaving Gascoigne leaves in March no the Marco Negri uh, conundrum no getting the 30 odd goals and then Going off the radar, there were things that went wrong yeah, for Rangers no. that season,
1: and Gerrard just can't afford any of that. Going into yeah. this, you this, know, this, like it. you know, for instance, that a Morrell loss, no turning back up after international yeah. break or something. He can't be having that. He needs everybody on the same wavelength, on the same boat, going in for the right direction, and hoping that you know, channeling all the, the whole results, and and hoping that um, over the season they're good enough to
0: to to stop it. Charlie, if you were Morelos' agent, you know there's obviously been a lot of interest in yeah. him. Or if you were advising him, what sort of situation does a player find themselves in nowadays where they have that interest, they know they're going to be able to really, really boost their bank balance, which means they can take care of their family and take care of people back where they come from, someone like Colombia, where it's they've got a lot of relatives perhaps back there or it's not as rich a country, say, as the UK is. How would you advise him at this stage? Because he seems to me at a bit of a crossroads.
1: Let's start from the start. Morello's come in, set the house on fire. You know, I had a few incidents and that. But Rangers looked after him financially in the contracts. Yeah. Every, time he's, every time somebody's come in, they've banged him with a new contract. They've paid him. They've looked after him, you know, as well as what your main man would. Um, I just think that he has to just get his head right, settle down. And go and produce the goods, and, and 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 go and score 30 goals, get Rangers to the top of the league, win the league, and then all of a sudden, anything. I mean, he's still young enough. He's still, you know, he's still got plenty of years ahead of him to go and, you know, be that that player. And if he wants to go to the English Premier League, if he can, or somebody might take him. You know, there's always rumours that Newcastle maybe want him. Or he he has to focus on being a Rangers player, winning the title next season. And, and and you know, if he does that, he'll be a hero anyway. So it doesn't matter where he goes. But no, I think. I think Rangers have done everything they can possible to to look after him. It's time that he rewards or pays back to to Rangers the the time and the effort that obviously the manager and the staff have put in the fans by by leading by example next
0: season. Scott, on this podcast if you'd asked us three months ago, we'd have told you that Alfredo Morelos was 95% certain to leave Rangers at the end of the season. Yeah. I, the I way, I'm,
1: now I'm, I'm not saying Morelos might not go if they get the right money. If, if, they yeah. Get yeah. The right, if, if you get the right money and, and you're talking, you know, double figures and you're starting with, you know, 10 million upwards, you know, Rangers will, will probably might consider a, you know, a, a sell. I think, I think any, if they get money for any of the players, I think, they, they would look at it seriously and think, OK, can we replace them? Um, are they whatever we're going to bring in? Are they better than what we've got? So I think there is a, there is a price on every Rangers player ahead at the moment. But if I'm Morelos' agent, you know, I'm not going looking for a move. I'm saying to him, listen, focus yourself down. Go and sit down. Obviously, just had a new baby. Um, I think it's important that you, you score goals and you, you try and win this title. And then, then we'll see what happens next season.
2: I think if there are bids for him, Johnny, as Charlie says, 10 million upwards. I've said this before. Rangers will consider it and Steven Gerrard will be tempted. Um, no, largely for the reasons that we spoke about because he has let Rangers down uh, on certain occasions with his ill discipline. And going into such an important season, if a, if a big bid was there, I think Steven Gerrard would seriously look at it. If a bid isn't there... I agree with Charlie. I think it's no Morelos does have to knuckle down, get his head right, and I, I agree. I think he does. owe Rangers, no, there, are, there have been various but, times
1: but, when, but also, they could I think mean, the senior players have to get a Griffin move as well. The senior ones, yeah, they sit them down and say, Listen, you, you're our main man. I think J- Jermaine's obviously, you know, he's one that I think has sort of took him on his side a little bit and, and helped him, but yeah, you know, you, you know, agreed and Dave O oh, and people like that need to get a hold of him, say, Listen, you're our main man, you, we need you to, you know. If anybody comes after you, just ignore it. Try and you know tuck it away and just yeah. you know focus on being the best player you can and go and score those goals and you could win us the league and you'd be a hero, you know. And that's yeah. how, as a senior player, that's what I that's what I would say to him is you know you know butter him up and make him feel you yeah. know, he's the best player ever to play for Rangers and you know you are the main man and that's that's what you, that's that's what you've got to do for you, for your
0: best players. I think the manager's books probably got the best example of that with uh, Luis Suarez when I think it was Arsenal came in for him. And Gerard said to him, you, you could be going to Barcelona or Real Madrid if you get your head right and start scoring the goals for Liverpool. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah,
1: but also the thing about Louis was, you know, I, I played with him and, you know,
0: his appetite to
1: play the, the game was incredible. But he had a few misdemeanors as well and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. sat out a few games and and, and obviously the thing that happened with and that. But it's how you react to that, that, that indiscipline or that reaction. That's what everyone wants to see. Um, you know we've all we've all done silly things with what I've been off often it's how you react from that it's not if you go and sulk or you you go missing after an international break or, or a you know you've been on 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 winter camp or whatever that it's it's that's not what we need what you need is you know going and scoring a hat trick and that's that's what that's what you would need to see and hopefully you know he can he can do that and this time he's had away from the game that's where his appetite to go no you know what I'm going to be the main man next year and I'm going to try and score as many goals as I can and and try and win the league
0: Charlie moving back to the transfer uh, stuff that we discussed earlier there's a number of young players coming through Ibrox now the likes of Robbie McCrory Ross McCrory who may be looking at loan spells again next, next year now given you went away from the club Ross County St Mirren Did very, very well and kind of established yourself in a way that that made you a part of the first team as well as your obvious talent. Yeah. What would you say to these kids now thinking about that? What's the way you attack a loan spell? You obviously went down to Blackpool as well later in your career and made it really, really happen for yourself. What's the mentality that you have to approach a loan spell with? My, my, My main... What I
1: would attack it when I tell young players is depends on where you come from. So if I'm coming from Rangers... I, well, no, it doesn't matter where you're coming from. Uh, okay, you're at the Rangers. It's one of the biggest clubs now. When you have gone to, you know, a step like a like Ross went to, to Portsmouth, he has to go to Portsmouth and show why he's at Rangers. Um, you know, he can't just go and sit in a comfort zone. And you got to be the best player every day training. You yeah. got to be demand. You got to demand the best from each other from from your teammates and show the right standards of, of what it is to be a Rangers player. It's not going and just playing in the comfort zone and thinking it's easy and it's all right, I've still got two years left at Rangers. Because by that two years gone, all of a sudden you are at a contract and then, you know, you're 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 at somewhere else. So it's when you go to there, you gotta be the best player. You gotta go and show um you know, the manager is always watched. People don't think that but you always have people watching, you always have murmurs or you'll have people at games and things like that so nice. It, it, I believe if, if you don't think you're going to get the opportunity, you've got to go and play and you've got to go on loan and, and you've just got to, be the, you've got to set the standard. And that's, that's what I always try to do when I went on loan. I always try to set the standard, be the best player it could be, train well every day and and you know, get in a team and, and try and be successful. Because if you are successful, people will also take note, not just at Rangers, but also
0: at other clubs as well. It's also about having a bit of a bee in your bonnet. Like, I presume that when you went to Blackpool, you were like, I'm, I'm going to show everyone exactly what kind of a player I am. Oh, absolutely.
1: Like I said many times in Scotland, notice as well. When I left Rangers, I was heartbroken because all, that's, I knew since I was 15, 14 to when I was 22, 20, when I left, that all I knew was about Rangers, but I always wanted to be a Rangers player. Yeah, I had a dis- few disappointments of getting left out in cup finals or, you know, at the end of the season, the leagues and things like you got left out. But, you know, I always knew, I was always being a Rangers player, I wanted to be the Rangers player. But then when I realised that it was um, one thing that David Murray said one time that, you know, no matter where you go, it's always a step back from Rangers. And I used that as a motivation because I felt, do you know what? I want to, I want to be the best player I can. Uh, you know, listen, we all loved, uh, I loved playing at Rangers. It was a great club. Um, learned a lot there um, through John Brown, people like John McGregor, Jan Derks, Tom McLean, you know, Billy Kirkwood, people like that. You know, they, they were great for me, but I also had to think, right, okay, that Rangers thing has gone for me. I'm, I'm not a Rangers player anymore. How do I then go and make a career for myself um, and, and show that, you know, uh, what these people were saying or the decision that, you know, Alex Cleish made was wrong. And, and I hope that I've done that and, and, and had a, a career that, you know, you know, I still speak to Alex Cleish now and, and you know, you got to make these people proud of the, the reaction. That's the, you know, I said every time I had a setback, I always tried to, to make it positive and that's what I've hopefully I've done in my career. I
2: think it's I think it's about mentality, Johnny and Charlie's touched on it there. But I think when you're a young player at Rangers, you no, know, you clearly have ability. You would you wouldn't be there otherwise. But when you go out of that comfort zone and you go to like a Portsmouth or a you know, Greg Doherty going to Shrewsbury or you no know, Glenn Middleton going away last season as well, you somehow need to get your head around it and, and know Sulk can think that I'm not good enough, it's not gonna happen for me at Rangers. And the real top players get their head round that and show the mentality to you know, as you said, you know, show Rangers what they're missing and show that you're the best player at these clubs and show why you're at Rangers in the first place. I think if young players get their head round that, then they can you no know, they can go on and be successful, but there's a lot who fall by the wayside because you no know, mentally they can't they can't deal with that side of it.
0: Charlie, I'll tell you a little anecdote I was um, covering the Liverpool Legends against Rangers Legends uh, match that you played in and uh, I was doing a video in the uh, press box while the rest of my colleagues departed so basically it was me in the main stand and I saw yourself coming out with your family to get a picture taken on the pitch you were the only guy there and you had a smile as wide as a Clyde. You looked yeah. really, really happy. I'm just wondering how you reflect back now as an experienced player, perhaps coming towards the end of your career on your, your time at Rangers. Because like you say, you look like the happiest man in the stadium at that point.
1: Oh, I, listen, when I got the opportunity to come back and play, I was it, 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 it gave me, you know, I was absolutely delighted. You know, I, I missed it. I missed that, you know... That, that fear of losing, you know, it's, um, I've always had my career, I, wanted to, I want to win every day, you know, people know that, I am quite a money person, as in, I want to win every day, I set demand, I ran off players, even at Reading now, Blackpool, um, was quite successful, I was lucky that I went to Liverpool, and, and you know, that was the level that I was at, but going and, like you say, I find it tough, in the last, you know, couple of years or so, people just, accepting, a draw, it's all right, we'll win next week. You know, that, that Rangers mentality has always been me since a kid that, hey, we need to win every week and, and going back there and having that opportunity to, to play at Ibrox was, was incredible and, you know, it's, um yeah, my kids love it. They it's, they talk about, they you know, even though they're young and they don't understand that I was at Rangers as a kid and that, but, you know they talk about going to back to Scotland and can we go and play in Scotland, Daddy, and blah blah. But it's um, it's no, it's when when let's say when you when you've been at a club like that and the demands and the pressure, it's um, yeah, it's hard when when you lose it, you know. And it's uh, now it's a wonderful club and and it's great to see the, the the things change since I've been there. I've not been back to the training ground yet, but obviously speaking to people that it's changed a lot since since I was there and um, no, hopefully one day we can go back and have a look and, and see, but uh, no, it's, listen, the Rangers is a massive club and the, the pressure is, is so great, but it's an enjoyable pressure. It, it feels to me,
2: Charlie,
1: correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels to me as if
2: you've kind almost kind of rediscovered your love for Rangers, no, maybe naturally
1: you were down well, south for so long that you, yeah, you become distant to it. I'm, I'm a, I made a silly comment to uh, 2012, and when the whole Charles Green thing was going on, and there was issues, and I, I made a comment that somebody asked me, and I said, "I'm not really interested." Yeah. It was it was not that I wasn't interested in the football club. I wasn't interested in what was going on and off the pitch because these yeah. people were these people were 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 scything the club of millions of pounds, and and you know, I, listen, I got crucified for it, and you know, when I went back and played in that Legends game, there was a few boos, and but listen you know, Rangers will always mean a lot to me. It's where I started. It's um, yeah. it was a it was a great it's a great club. Um and you know it's it's let's say one day you could always, you know, go back and, and watch a, a proper game there. It's it is great and the people are always welcoming. So no it's um sometimes you just gotta when you're young and you not young but when you're in the flow and you're you're high and you're playing well, it's sometimes you sort of dis, disconnect a little bit and yeah. I did and one comment sort of you know sort of blew that out but hopefully you know that people could understand that it wasn't towards any supporters or the players it was to to, to people that were that were citing millions at the club and you know it was very difficult to see because you know the hard work that people put in you know you, you know the, the 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 managers and the staff and the, the players that were there it's 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 sad to see you know but hopefully now that they're in a a good good um, position and You know, obviously Douglas um, Park is is involved, and they got the right people in there, and Ross and the manager and the staff. It's um, hopefully it's going to a place where it's going to be successful again. There's
0: a few highlights, Charlie, from your career that come instantly to my mind in terms of Rangers. Uh, I remember watching you in your first. I think it was your first league start against Motherwell with Paul yeah. and Gwen took over. And the, the uh-huh. team were just absolutely superb that day. It's, it felt like it was going to be a, an exciting new dawn in the style of football. And then yeah. there was, of course, the, the free kick in, into the bottom left-hand corner uh, against Celtic. Goals in the Champions League. Is there anything that sticks out in your mind as the, as the key moment that you look back on?
1: Um, there's so many. Like I, I'm stood now looking at that bottle of champagne I got for Man of the Match, actually, the... <laughs> that really was one against Motherwell. But, um, no, it's, there was a lot, even even when we won the Youth Cup, I was looking back, you know, with people like Burke and Alan Hutton, and, you know, they're, they're the days that you remember a lot, you know, growing up as a, a youngster, we talked talk about, talk, i done a thing with Daryl Duffy the other day, who, who yeah. i have been speaking to for, for a, few, a number of years, and, ah, they're just great times, and, you know, you always get remembered, but I think the the goals against like your Hibs, the, the two free kicks I scored against Hibs at uh, Easter Road were were great goals. And yeah. obviously, when you get an opportunity, you score in an all firm game, it's it is massive um, because that's you know that's what it's all about. But um, that so was a cheeky highlights. one as well, Charlie. Yeah, there was rolling um, it under the wall. I was fortunate enough with so many highlights, but the only. Reg- not a but disappointment I had I never really i never won a trophy and that was that was the thing for me because every time I won a trophy I was on they won a trophy I was on loan so it was tough but um I always managed to enjoy the celebrations with the lads and which was which was good but um no I' never really felt that part of it when they were winning trophies a lot so no it's that was the only thing but um I, I, listen I had a great time there and it was a great education and and and, and an upbringing
0: We've given a big licks about you um, coming towards the end of your career, but you're only 35. I wish I was 35. 34, 34 (laughs) I am. No, (laughs) 35 till December. There's still still plenty in the old dog yet. (laughs) Well, that's it. What's what's your plans? I mean, obviously, Um, this is paid to any long-term plans, I would imagine. I want to keep playing. I'm
1: hungry to play. I'm in in great shape. I want to play. I still feel like I play... Um, at a high level, um, still feel I could it make an impact on teams. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll listen, everybody knows in the moment with this lockdown, the, the, our season in England's not finished yet. So we've got still nine games to go. We'll play that, and then we'll, um, we'll see what happens next year. But no, I'm, I'm ready to go and still play, and hopefully, you no, know, we'll see what happens.
0: Okay, that's great. Thanks very much for coming on, Charlie. It's been fantastic to have you on the Record Rangers podcast. Thank you very much for your time. Okay, that's all from us this week. We will be back as usual on Tuesday of next week. If you want to get in touch on Twitter, you can. I'm at Johnny R. McFarlane, Scott's at Scott McDermott A. And of course, Charlie is at Charlie25Adam. Don't forget to subscribe at iTunes to get the podcast as soon as it's available. And if you liked it, please review and rate us on there too. Till next time, thanks for listening.